Hi, everybody. Welcome to Episode 7 of Chronic Warriors Pod. I'm Sita Gaia. I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I have epilepsy. My co-host is Jamie from Chicago, Illinois. She has epilepsy, too, and multiple sclerosis. Our podcast series is all about living with a chronic condition through the good times and bad. Okay, are you ready? Let's go. Hi there, Chronic Warriors. I'm Jamie from Chicago at Love Warrior Hugs on Instagram. Today, we're talking to Flo from the UK. Like me, she has multiple sclerosis and discovered that mindfulness is a way of helping her deal with her pain. This is more important because she has not had success using medications. She has even authored a book discussing her journey with multiple sclerosis and mindfulness. Welcome, Flo. Hi, how you doing? We're doing well. Nice to be speaking to you both, ladies. Same here. Yes. <laughs> so we're just going to jump right in. And this is the part of the show where we do our obsessions. I'm currently so stoked that I submitted a group of poetry thanks to the encouragement of a previous guest. Wow. Jamie, what's your obsession? Now, I am really obsessed about how else I can utilize social media to help spread awareness and advocacy. Um, recently, where I live, they um, uh, have a bill that was signed that said all schools have to have the availability of epilepsy training. So I'm excited to help with that. What about you, Flo? Wow. Um, first of all, I'm amazed at what you just said, actually, there. Um, my obsession at the moment is actually baking and cooking. Hmm. I know the baking is because I'm not that great at it. And recently I've had to ask some of my friends to help me to bake, to do a fundraising uh, for MS only back uh, a few weeks ago. And I want to be able to, to make it myself. Uh, so I'm, pre you know. Uh, practicing on my husband and he's not saying no at that either <laughs> and uh, for the cooking um, because it's getting difficult for me to stay for a long period of times up in you know in the kitchen and uh, what, what I've decided to do is to actually make some big batches of what I like um, so that it can be frozen and then John can defrost it for me when, you know, when I'm hungry and I want something to eat. You have a practical obsession. Yes. Yes. It's just like, well, it's for me. It, cooking would be for me. He's not the cook in the house. <laughs> so at least I know what's going in and what I'm going to be eating. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about um, your MS. Yes. And um, you have a particular type of MS, which is? Primary progressive. That's correct. Um, can you explain what that is to our listeners? Well, it is one of the uh, 
side of uh, the, the MS and it is normally um, for people that are in the age of 40 plus that it, you are diagnosed and it is a, a an illness that will actually um, affect most of your functions in your body and uh, contrary for example to uh, relapsing remitting where you get a breeze in the aspect of the illness with the primary it is constant whatever you feel the pain you feel is progressing and that's that <laughs> i also have multiple sclerosis i do have relapsing remitting um, how has your diagnosis uh, changed your perspective on things? Is this what um, made you want to write your book? Well, for me, the diagnosis um, was a shock. We start off with, like many other people, when they are told, regardless whether it is remitting or whether it is primary or secondary. Um, for for me, it was a uh, a big wake-up call to say that yes I can still do you know some aspect of my life not as well as I did before but I can still be me in in that aspect um does it make sense to you yes mm-hmm. yeah and can you tell our listeners the name of the book that you wrote about your journey the, the writing the book was to try for me to put things into perspective as to what was happening to me and how it was affecting me and what I was given to, to help with this and what I ended up getting. And that book is the, it's called This Unseen Jungle. And the reason why I called it that way, it's because in every body, man, woman, child, you have got this jungle, which are your thoughts, you know, your feelings, uh, emotions uh, that that are not seen. They're, they're not very often spoken purely because it's your own. But you, you would find that once you start looking at things, you are not the only one in that particular circumstance. And it can actually help them as well if they wish to do that my friends have actually said to me I didn't realize that's what it was and I'm glad that I do because now I can help with this particular activity if I'm on my own I know for example that the first thing I can do is try to type with my you know uh, with my phone and I know that when I type it, it doesn't come right but when it actually comes completely you know, what we call gook, she will be coming straight to me and, and find out whether I am all right or not. That's nice. That, that's helpful for, for me to just give her some little pointers as to how it looks now. And, and being able to talk about it has been actually relieving the pressure on me um, in the sense that I, I have always been strong-headed and like, I know better. Well, I found out that I didn't know better and I had to talk about it and getting the right advice, the right support. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. For my friend, it's been quite a a revelation. They didn't know that's 
what it was. And now they, they take that on board as to when they want to say, oh, would you like to go such and such? Well, I would, but I can't do it. You would have to do it with me. Chronic illness warriors are the same way. You know, we, we need help with cooking. We need help to go somewhere. You know, we just need somebody around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, 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 that's true. It's, it's just some da- daft little, you know, uh, little pointers for me to them. You know, what is helpful is that if you see gibberish, that's what it means. <laughs> well, you're not alone in this the, the journey. That's for sure. So we know that um, mindfulness, is a big part of your journey and so how did you find it and can you explain yes. what it is yes of course well mindfulness when i was first told about it i didn't have a clue and that came about after uh, an accident a motorcycle accident i had uh, in 2013 and i actually wasn't aware that i was not well i knew i wasn't well in some aspect and uh, one day my um, my manager said to me, girl, you really are not right and you need to go and get yourself, you know, some help. And he said the, the right help for you um, is called mindfulness. He said, I have done it. I do it all the time and you'll find it's beneficial. And I thought, mindfulness. Yeah, right. Um, I, <laughs> sorry, but I, I went. Uh, you know, it was a, a 10 weeks uh, course that I attended. Uh, I went in very, you know, skeptical about it. And I ended up coming out of this course completely relieved to have learned new tactics on how to approach life and what life means to me. So the mindfulness, uh, as it stands, is to understand and accept not necessarily understand but definitely accept life for what it is and breathe the breathing will help you to actually um achieve that so you're going to say to me well what do you mean by breathing i breathe you know all the time otherwise i die well that's not the kind of breathing (laughs) you know that uh, uh, uh that i mean if you think right now of the aspect of Breathing, you think, well, what happens in your breathing? Uh, the air comes in and out. But it, when, when you actually concentrate on it, you will find that you lose sight of everything around you. I, even the pain, you, you, you don't, you can't, you, your brain, your thoughts is not geared to think two things at once. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and, and if you actually just practice, I mean, the first three or four seconds when you practice every week, you go, that's rubbish. But that's how you build it up. And for me, it, it really, really helped me understand what it meant to feel something around me with a breathing. So, for example, um, the mindfulness could be putting you um, the eating mindfully you go what the heck is that about well when you breathe you can taste different um texture different um how do you call it um sweet and sour that you 
you, you know that they're there, but when you start being mindful about it, they don't taste the same. They taste far more intense. So that, that's another aspect of, you know, the, the mindfulness to me. When, when I apply that to every senses in my body, I lose sense of the pain that I have or even the thoughts of feeling you know sad for example that's amazing that you were able to learn a new skill and it's been helping your MS it, it, it's not you know when you first go to people they go hey honestly practice just a few seconds a day and and build it up and you, you you'll find out it's that easy just let the breathing just when you say watch your breath it's not literally watching your breath in, in a mirror it's just feeling what it means, mm-hmm. you know, to breathe in and to breathe out. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that, that's how it's helped me to, you know, to, to get to term with the accident. Mm. And then since the MS diagnosis to, um, well, to get on when I get uh, at night time, especially um, it wakes me up. My legs wakes me up. I, I feel like I've grown into the Hulk. <laughs> And Do you uh, get, uh, muscle spasms? I get tightness, tightness so much so that it feels like my legs, for example, especially my calves, I've grown triple their size. When they're not, I, I can feel it in, with my hands. They are not. It's just this horrendous pain that 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 that, that comes with it, and when. When that is done, I've checked with my, le- you know, with my hands. I just go back into the breathing again, and it goes away again, and I can go back to sleep. That's interesting. So um, in your book, you talked about music. And yeah. you mentioned that your husband had got you a saxophone and taught you how to play, but then it got too heavy. So you got a recorder. And we're just curious, is there any other instruments that you've played? When I was younger, yeah. My um, mother, she's now retired piano teacher, mm. and uh, I learned to play the piano. But like this, everybody, uh, I would say, not probably everybody, but most of the the people where you're learning an instrument or you're learning a trade from your parent it becomes for the parent not necessarily a joy to teach. It's more like another task of being a parent yeah so you don't get to probably the the same enthusiasm as you would have if it was uh lessons that you would have with a a a foreign person if you see what i mean yeah now we just talked about mindfulness do you utilize um your love of music at all when you are practicing your mindfulness yes i do i really really do in in that, um, what what I do is, for example, with a recorder, you you've got your little um, your, your little uh, holes. So you have got to try to put your fingers on the on the holes so that the the, the sound comes properly. Obviously, with my hands, I don't necessarily not go on on, on the notes or the holes properly. 
So it means that it would give you a really high pitch note that's not even uh, a note. It's more sound than anything. So it's having to go slower. Think about where I am, pick, you know, putting my uh, my fingers, and then blow into the you know into the recorder. So that's one of the aspect of the the playing the recorder with mindfulness. The second one is the breathing again. If you blow in the recorder um, too briskly or out of breath, um, the sound doesn't come out uh, at all, or it comes out completely um, high pitched again, and it doesn't sound right. So you have got to make sure that you are composed with, you know, with what you have learned, for me anyway, and um, apply your breathing again and listen to what the, the sounds are, are being produced from your recorder. So it sounds like you have to apply mindfulness to every aspect of your life, kind of. Yeah, but I don't think it's just me in that respect. I would say that every single musician would be doing that. Yeah. You know, um, a, a, a painter or an artist, every single artist would be applying that. As soon as they, because you want to achieve that little bit, even if it is that one second of that note or that little um, stroke of the brush, you, you, you want to make sure you have got the right at that moment. You see, you're living for the moment. That's what mind, mindfulness is about. I played the clarinet for eight years and I probably practiced mindfulness, but I didn't think about it at the time. <laughs> you don't. It's not part of the, the domain that you're taught, to be fair. No, it's not. That's not the main aspect, I guess, when you're taking lessons. You're more saying, well, this is your sheet. That's what you've got to learn and see you back next week. In the United States, uh, they make all the children learn the recorder to help mm -hmm. them learn music between like second and third grade and yep. most of them do not take it serious <laughs> so when we have this concert it's just like non-stop like ah! <laughs> plug your ears my youngster decided he was going to be learning the um organ himself he did and he used youtube like all the youngsters i think now when they have got the wheel they've got the way and then he decided to play guitar and he was playing the guitar through his organ and the amp in the house. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> trying, you know, so the mindfulness for me at that point was to be, he's learning, he's learning. <laughs> and that was that. He's trying. I played ukulele a few years ago and I love it because it's one of the mm -hmm. easy instruments to play. And I did singing for... <laughs> I guess eight years classical mm. singing. So classical, yeah. Opera? No, it's a soprano voice, and I don't have like a. I'm not using. I'm using my head voice. I'm not using my chest voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's quite a trick. But that even in the singing, you have to practice with mindfulness. Mm -hmm. You can't just come out and trying to sound a high pitch because it's going to hurt and you're going to break it. You're going to break the tune again. It's like you said, it's got to be coming from your chest.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do singing in choir all those years ago. <laughs> the yeah. one I would like to try, and and I've been given it's a little harmonica. Oh. But, yeah, it's oof. I am trying to do the scales with the harmonica, but oh, it is hard to get to it between the because you blow one way and you suck the the other way to to go up and you know up the scales. Yeah. And, like, and then you've got to place your mouth at the right hole to be able to get the right hole. Oh, that is hard. It sounds hard. It, it sounds, sounds very difficult. Um, Flo, can you? Like, uh, do you have any advice that you would give to other chronic warriors? What I would say, even though you you would have been given a a bad a bad deal with whatever you know illness you you know it is, just you're not that illness, and definitely keep going and try new ventures for me the writing was something I never ever thought was something that I would do um in in that I know that whilst I can't do for example motorcycle anymore um I know that I can still go and on the back of my husband's motorcycle and we can still go and visit friends still go to social events that way so it's not because you have been given the bad deal that you have got to stop what you love. Just carry on doing in a different aspect. I'd, I'd never, ever thought that uh, it would happen to me like nobody does. Mm-hmm. But I am not done yet. I have got plenty to give and plenty to see and plenty to love. Exactly. Uh, I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure for all of our listeners, if you're interested in uh, reading Flo's book, you can find it on Amazon for over Kindle, and it is called The Unseen Jungle. Oh, and Flo, would you like to plug your Instagram handle? Well, it is actually pretty much the same as the book. It's The Unseen Jungle. Wonderful. All right. Great speaking with you. You too as well, ladies. Okay. It was great to learn all this stuff. Thank you so much, Flo. Bye. Have a great rest of the day. And you too. We have a couple of sponsors. One is a rock and clothes producer who makes cool tees, sweatshirts, hats, and more, which are all about living life to the fullest with passion, spunk, and heart. They are found on Instagram. They are called at Diesel Dawn Low Brand. I'll spell it out for you. At symbol D-I-E-S-E-L-D-O-N-L-O-W Brand. Also, look for Jamie's apparel in their store. It's called Warrior Hugs. I love her stuff, especially the beanie. We are also sponsored by New West TV, which is a community television organization in the Vancouver area, specifically New Westminster. To find their website, look up newwest.tv. We'll be up there on their site soon. We'll let you know when we are.
Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.